At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. That's why the Rodriguez family is famous around town for shooting hoops upside down. They can dunk from downward dog, score three-pointers from crow pose, and make hook shots in headstands. With so many activities, programs, and classes at the Croc, you never know what you'll get into. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Under the hands of Sugar Hill is just a different beast. He's a different monster. Joshua's a coward. Who's ex a pussy and Dylan White don't want to fight? So if you can break me wrong, get to fucking fighting. These are all coward bum dossers. I'll annihilate the lawyers and destroy yous. Submit yous. Tap you bitches out. Here he's just too intelligent. When he has to box, he boxes. When he's got a triple jab, he triple jabs. If he holds a handful of stones and throws them at me, he may have a chance of landing something. <laughs> chicken! Chicken! Joshua! Where are you? Where are you, AJ? AJ! Dylan White's a bitch. And when I see you, you've got to fight me anyway. Taking supernatural strength. Here he's going to What up, what up, what up? Welcome back. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for the delay, but you know we had to have a subliminal conversation because Harding wasn't actually there, but they were there in spirit, and we exhaled them in smoke, and, and, and we have to just show love, you know, to the number one dispensary here in Las Vegas for making sure that we wake and bake properly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Danielle, how are you? Danielle, yellow loose and earth. What up, champ? I'm good, man. Buenos dias. Buenos I'm great. Dias, Shout man. out to Hardin. Shout out to Bonix, man. He's uh DJing for Jeezy tonight. What? Yeah. Not not the Jeezy. Jeezy's a snow man. Where here? Yeah, Dre's. I might have to try to get to that. Yeah. Mm, it is Thursday. Jeezy's like, yo, the recession was such an influential album for me. I didn't know you was a big Jeezy guy. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I listened to uh, what he had, like 104, maybe 102, and then it was the recession that did it. Mm. That shit hit hard. He he was, that was nice. It was a nice album, man. No, for sure, for sure. Real. But we're here to discuss Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Bud Crawford have both agreed, according to Steve Kim, formerly of ESPN. He used to work for ESPN. He does a podcast with Mario Lopez. Um, 
you know, from E Entertainment. You older men might know him as AC Slater. From Saved by the Bell. Oh my God, how do you know that? Bro, I used to watch that shit every fucking morning. On rerun? Bro, yeah, they used to have the shit what, on. What, like Nickelodeon? Nah, T- TBS, bro. Like, I'd have Mike and Mike in the radio. Damn, my man had TBS on. Yeah, I'd have Mike and what Mike. What channel is, isn't that like, wait, don't help me. I know it's broadcast. What does TBS stand for? I used to remember. They had a little slogan back in the fucking 60s. Yeah, I wasn't even born then, I but I'm acting out. like it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, bro. I'm not I'm not really sure. What are you not sure about, bro? What are you not sure? So so let's start with this. Do we believe I'm, Steve Kim? I'm talking about I that. think he's credible enough. I, I think he's been in this business long enough. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I seem to saying, be cutting you yeah, off. Yeah, no, no, no. I was saying I'm not sure about the uh what TBS was standing for. Turner yeah. Broadcasting. Boom! Turner. I fucking I promise Turner. you I was gonna say turn and I got afraid. I thought it was, but TNT. I didn't know it was. It was. Is it system? Yeah, it's system. Jesus. Let me. Oh, someone said it in the channel. Oh wow, all of you guys know that. Okay, bro. People acting surprised. Like I know Saved by the Bell. I literally saw. I'm surprised, bro, honestly, because I, I you, literally saw the whole fucking thing. I saw the motherfuckers go to Hawaii, get married. I saw them. Fucking, I am super shocked, bro. Because I, I saw them fucking work at the beach house over the summer. Like I, I seen it all. I, I mean, it's it just shocking because there's other stuff from that era that you're like, huh, huh. But let me just say this. Um, actually, let me let me not just say it. Let me actually pull it up properly. That's why I'm getting the reading specs on. Um, Because we're going to keep it in Saved by the Bell, right? Saved by the Bell. Let me see if they give me a list of actors. Bro, Boozy said the gas got you forgetting your glasses. (laughs) No, I I mean, I only put them on to read, bro. Bo wants me to wear them all the time. I need to read them. I I don't want to wear them all the time because it fucks with your eyes. I just need them to read. Yeah, Unfortunately. I've been telling you uh, a bit off there how my eyes been bothering me now. That, yeah, it's time, huh? Bro. That's crazy, bro. You're young as fuck. Yo, it's crazy. I used to pride myself. I used to pride myself no, on I, being 2020. Me too. Like, I used to brag like I'm fucking 2020. I could read from here all the way over there. <laughs> you and, know, it's funny. And I still could read far. It, I just can't read close it, now. It's funny because... Uh, 2020 isn't even the best vision. Mm, get right? out of here. It's not even like the best you can get. Oh. It's 2015. Pause that. I found what I was looking for. So obviously we all know Saved by the Bell. And, um, you know, Elizabeth Berkeley. She wasn't really a hit on the show. But I feel like coming up, if you watch Saved by the Bell, you had to have watched this movie, Showgirls. I know you're too young. The both of you are too young. Yeah, I definitely ain't but see this Showgirl. this movie, Showgirl. Uh oh, there goes a little trailer. This movie, Showgirls, it did it for any any Saved by the Bell fan because she was a straight whore in this movie. Oh wow! No, she was fucking like, I want to make it to the top, and I will fuck my way to the top Bro, if I have I mean, to. She was a little attention seeker in Saved by the Bell, and she was a that fucking Jesse attention. Spano, she was, that Jesse Spano was. Take yes, it down, was. take it down, take it down. She was an I attention remember. grabber in this one. Let me tell you, and she got. I don't know how they did it because I bet you we watch it now, and she didn't even get naked. Let me see if this is rated R. 
Shout out to everybody in the chat. I see my oh boy. Oh my god, it's NC seventeen. There you go. Holy shit. The, the, that means that the director might have been James Cameron. That's how good he is. He made a movie that was for seventeen and over. I promise you, this movie is kind of memorable in the sex scenes that never happened. Like she's such a fucking she's she's like exuberating fucking just sex appeal. It's just like oozing off of her in this movie. But look, no one liked it. It's only 4.9 stars. Mm. But if you're a hornbag, you're going to love it. You think it was maybe a bit much for the era? It was way too much. Because she, that's what, what year, it was. What, what year was that? 1995. That's what it was, bro. Man, fuck that. Where did the uh, booty call come out? Booty call, I know, came no, out. No, but that the- was so funny. That wasn't a, this not a, this wasn't a comedy. This uh, was like so, a drama. Because I know, I know uh, I've seen some older films where it was like, they get a little, a little... Provocative with it. Oh look, he says she showed her titties. I did not remember that. She okay. showed her tits. No, okay. I'm telling you, she did dances in that movie to men, and like she like used her sex appeals. Like she probably showed a lot of you know Beverly Hills women how to like be a gold digger, basically, like how to use that body to get where they wanted to go. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Back to Steve Kim. Do you believe him? I am going to say Hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on. So it's him that doesn't want to get the boxes, FYI. I tried. Yeah, just really quick, really quick. Yeah, Booty Call was 97, really quick. Is that the one with uh, Don't Help Me, Jamie Foxx, and Tommy Davidson? Uh, Double yes. Okay, I can can confirm the Jamie. But you don't um, know Davidson. That was like one of the best comedians of of that era. Maybe if you pull him up, I'll know his face. The but. dude that didn't get no pussy. The dude that was trying to. The dude that because um, oh, yeah, Jamie yeah, was with Vivica right, Fox. Right, 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 right. I got you. Yes. Really quick, fellas, before we do. Look, they said she showed more than just titties. So I knew it. I knew it. Before it's crazy. We get to the topic, when he said it was seventeen and uh, over, I'm like, wow, because that I remember that movie being like crazy for me as a kid. Like, okay, I want to watch this again. Yo, so really <laughs> quick before we move forward, gentlemen. Radom, Lisa Turtle, Jesse Spano, and Kelly Kapowski. Uh, I gotta pull them up, man. I'm not. I'm not that good Oof. with uh, names. Say the two names. The girls from Saved by the Bell. Lisa. Lisa was the one that Screech was obsessed with. Jesse is obviously the girl. You no, just well, saw. obviously Tiffany was always the best. But I know you're going for uh, Lark Voorhees. Who the fuck let me is let that? me get a screen share. Who the fuck is that? So so this is Danny's. He's he's gonna say she was the best looking, cause he only dates uh, African American women. Not true, bro. Yeah, right. Hey, rest in peace uh, to Dustin Diamond. Um, I'm gonna say Tiffany. She's already like looks like my my woman now. Um, I I'm gonna say Tiffany, but I slept with Elizabeth. <laughs> no, but that's it, right? Am I missing anybody here? Yeah, no, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Kelly. But it was something about Kelly on that show. Which Oh, yeah, so Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, Kelly Kapowski. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. I love Lisa, though. She was cool. She looked, she she aged pretty well. I bet you she's done nothing since then. You don't think so? Nothing that, nothing. I, bro, I'm a movie dude. I mean, yeah. Nothing worth nothing, talking about. Look, known for. That's all. <laughs> That's it, bro. Oh, she was in How High. Good. How unforgettable. <laughs> anyway, moving on to Steve Kim. Tell, let's go to his Instagram, first of all, because, you know, even though we put the tweet, shout out to Jemmy, 
the killer. Uh, we put the tweet in the thumbnail for those that don't know, but we will go to his Instagram. And here he is on Instagram saying, Big hashtag boxing news. This was 22 hours ago. And uh, obviously this was yesterday. Right when we finished our show is when I realized it. So he did this during our show. And he says, I'm being told that both Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford have agreed that today is Wednesday. So I don't know if he meant that day that he was told is today Wednesday or that day is Wednesday. I don't know. But that was yesterday. This is what it is. I haven't seen any majors jump on this. Like usually a Coppinger would now contact his sources and be like, um, as first reported by Steve Kim, Earl Spence, blah, 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 is in fact, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't see that. But again, Steve made it to the heights of ESPN. You know, he he does a podcast called The the Three Knockdown Rule with Mario Lopez, who is um, A.C. Uh, Slater. A.C. Slater and an and, 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 and A. Okay, I'm, I may be stretching the truth here, but an A-list celebrity. Um, you know, and George, you're nodding. Are you nodding in agreement? Yeah, dude. That he's, he's like a host of ETV. Yeah. Like, as soon as you're like E News Nightly, you're A-list. Yeah, because everyone knows you because the stars watch you. So, you know, even though he didn't do big movies, like, be, you know, that's how, what's my man named Terrence J. Hall? Am I saying that right? The dude who had the dreads, with he was with Free. That's how he got big. No, yeah, it's him, right? I don't know. Remember Free on 106 in Park? Yeah. Okay. Dude, Terrence. Yeah. That's how he Terrence got Howard. big. Terrence Howard. That's Howard. how he got big. He, he started doing E, then he got big movies, too. I think he had one movie with, oh, with Kevin the, Hart. Didn't he get a movie with Kevin Hart? He's the Empire King now. He's like the star of Empire, like one of the best shows. Is he? No, wrong Terrence Howard. Uh, unless hello. unless he's saying the wrong name. Because oh, not Terrence Howard that played, that made it all the way to fucking yeah, Marvel. That not that Terrence Howard. That's that, A-lister. Uh, you know, he, he, he became a superhero. He's who, a fucking who, A-lister. Who are you talking about? Bro, let's see if the chat knows what I'm talking about. Because clearly I got, I'm getting some. They talking about AJ. See, it's AJ. Oh, who's it? Terrence J. Okay. Whatever Bo said. I guess that's it. But anyway. Okay. I see him now. So back to the topic at hand, Danny. Do you believe Steve Kim? I Again. Bro, a lot of people in the chat were saying that he was trolling. Like when we first brought it up, they're like, damn. So the title wasn't clickbait. Y'all actually doing a show on this? He was just trolling. Mm. And then I saw other people in the chat saying that he was trolling. Well, that would be that would be uh, unfortunate for a person who is a journalist to be playing like that. Was there like a follow up? Like, was there something that we missed for I those mean, people in the chat that did say? I mean, it, it, <laughs> I don't see him saying anything in his comments about it. Uh, you know. So well, maybe maybe it is. Maybe people sound like maybe people are like, no. Um, yeah, everyone is laughing in his comments. Yeah, so I don't know, champ. Uh I'm not really Well, certain. I mean I was I assumed that it was real and I want to believe Kim. Maybe he was playing. I don't know. Do you make See, jokes like on Super, hump day? Supermax literally said, Ness, I know you're playing, but damn, you're going too far to pretend you don't know sarcasm. Um Like, bro, we both we both read the tweet and we're like, 
why would he say that today is Wednesday? Like, what does he mean by that? And that's gives me the phone and I'm looking at the tweet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, he's being told that, you know, and I'm saying that, you know, is today so that. Earl Spence and Terrence have agreed today is Wednesday. Did well, it make I mean, sense? I mean, did it make listen, sense? Let's assume he is joking. Okay. Which again would be unfortunate They're when you have Brian Custer broke the news with the Danny interview when he did the Danny Garcia interview and said what? I don't know. That's the third comment. Send me a clip. Yeah, Custer does YouTube. Send me the clip. YouTube allows you to clip. A minute of the interview. Do that, bro. Don't send me the fucking interview and expect me to go through that whole hour live. Yeah, because looking for it. Clearly, there's something there. Uh, I, I'm trying to tell you that even if he even if he was joking, I still believe it's true. Based off this, bro. When's the last time Earl and Terrence have said some shit to each other negatively? Go ahead, I'll wait. No, it's been it's been it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. When's yeah. the last time you seen Terrence, who's been very vocal in this situation, saying, get your tail out your butt, spend sign a contract? None of that, bro. And 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 we all know no news is always good news. And uh if neither one of those men are bickering, and I was told anyway that the the holdup. You know, is whatever, whatever Terrence had, you know, they're trying to make sure whatever. Oh. What? Somebody's saying that they both agreed yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So today's Thursday, yesterday was Wednesday. Mm -hmm. That they both agreed that yesterday was Wednesday. Oh, that's the joke. I guess. I don't know. So yeah, champ. I mean, uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> Did we read it wrong? Like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But who does that? <laughs> who does that? That's fucking insane. No, read it now. I get it. Yo, shout out to Hardeen. I don't care. They can laugh at me. I'm sponsored by Hardeen, so I forgot. I don't care. <laughs> Yo, I get it now. <laughs> can you pull that tweet back up? Don't even pull it up. That's such... He's an asshole. <laughs> we did a show on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this deserves a smoke break. <laughs> no fucking way basically <laughs> yo they're gonna he him and his little friends are gonna get a kick out of this let me tell you it's over <laughs> bro <laughs> so so both spence and earl have agreed that today is wednesday well yesterday. now you get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> A fucking asshole. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Yo, you know what? You're a fucking asshole. That might be why you lost your ESPN job. Anyway, moving forward. Damn. No, because that's some stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, that's crazy. Hopefully we got some interviews to save the day. <laughs> Let me see. Let's see what we got. What in the fuck? Okay, we're supposed to have two. Okay. 
Smoke weed every day. Yo, luckily for that, you know, you don't get upset at these things, man. You just you just go on, you know, trucking. <laughs> Bro, how'd nobody catch that? We, you didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Jemmy ain't catch it. Mind you, I think I sent Jemmy the whole tweet, too. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that's insane, yo. <laughs> Somebody said you couldn't you couldn't decipher the Da Vinci code. <laughs> I needed to call Nicholas Cage, man. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Boy, I thought <laughs> yo, yo, Rob said, oh shit, I thought you might have had some sort of twist up your sleeve yeah the twist was that i fucking believed that it was true because again earl and terrence aren't out here you know beefing with each other the way that they normally were in the past couple of months so again i'm still gonna be optimistic <laughs> hopefully they're right in the chat about whatever brian custer revealed in his danny garcia interview wow man that's fucking insane right now. <laughs> Yo, hilarious, hilarious. Oh, man. Let me see here. We got some super chats. Bro, we didn't have this topic for like 18 hours at least. No, it was there. No one DM'd me. I, I, I scheduled this last night. But uh, it's cool. It is what it is. Listen. I mean, let me let me let me let me tell you something. Our mistake has us with six hundred and sixty-seven people live. I mean, you know, we're we're not we're not upset. Shout out to Steve Kim. Thank you. Uh, moving forward, though, George, you could zoom out just a tad for my face. Yeah, yeah, Danny. Damn, Danny, trying to make you the same size. Now yeah. look, you shrunk. You could text me that. You know what I mean? You, you know, know what I mean? Say that the, on camera. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. We we like no. Like on air, you know. Interruptions. I don't know. It says the first guest should be here. Trainer at a Jerron Ennis's gym. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. What name is this man have? <laughs> Yo, he's at a Greg, trainer. Greg Hackett. A trainer out of Jerron Ennis gym. That's his name. That's Greg Hackett. Okay. Is that Jaha Hackett's? No, what's the other kid from Top Rank's name? From Top Rank? Yeah. Y'all don't know no kid from Top Rank. What? Uh-oh, uh-oh, shout out to Ray Jackson sent me the clip. I hope you didn't send it to my personal. Let me see this. All right, you did right. You sent it to the DM of the Boxing Voice. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Steve Kim's troll might have led us somewhere because... It seems there is some Danny Garcia breaking news on the Brian Custard interview. And here we go. Where are we? Where are we? All right. We'll pause that. Start it over. That's all the way raised. Can we get a screen share? He says, uh, Danny Garcia reflects on what happened the night when he fought Earl and also Brian Custard just leaked the fight date between Spence and Crawford. You mentioned, you mentioned the Errol Spence. It has been, what, basically a year and a half since we've seen you in that fight. You know, Errol was coming off the car accident. And I remember when we, we had talked before that, you said, man, I'm catching this guy right at the right time. Um, when you look back on that fight and you looked at the video, what, what happened that night? What do you think happened that night? You know, it was just, 
I don't know. I ain't no, let my I hands go. Good. I felt going good going into the fight. I felt like I had a great training camp. But you know, he's he's a great fighter. You know, everything everything looks easy from the outside. But I feel like I felt it was a great competitive fight, to be honest. You know, we on the punch stats, we both landed the same amount of power punches. And like I said, the difference in the the difference in the in the fight was just the the, the jabs. And that was it. But other than that, I felt like it was a great competitive fight and back and forth action. And it, it happened with two champions going at it. And, you know, the result was the result. What do you think about uh, him not only coming back from that accident, fighting you, and then going right to Ugas uh, in, in the way he's looked since the accident? No, he's looking good. You know, he's, he's a good fighter. He's a great fighter. So, yeah, what he did to Ugas, that was, that was, that was, that was crazy because he, he kind of punished him. He treated I didn't think he was going to do that like that. You know, he basically beat him every round, beat him down every round. And that's just to show you, you know, he's, he's a great champion. Can't take nothing away from him. Hmm. Listen, your perspective on this is, is great. And I, I can't wait uh, to hear your perspective on this because you've been in the ring with Errol. Now, you know, he's agreed to fight Bud Crawford. Uh, that it looks like it's going to go. I mean, that's good enough, right? Agreed. It makes Kim's tweet real. Down in October. You down in October. Mm. You fought and beat Bud Crawford. If I'm not mistaken, twice. where though? Did he see and beat Bud Crawford Bud Crawford? Uh that looks like it's gonna go down in October. Oh, go down in October. You fought and beat Bud Crawford, if I'm not mistaken, twice in the amateurs. How do you think that fight's gonna you mentioned, you okay, mentioned. so, I mean, we always thought October. That was always the original date, October 29th. That was the the, the leaked date. Um, but Brian Custer obviously doubled down in, on that. So maybe maybe Steve Kim was uh, playing with the truth, trolling with the truth. Because obviously Custer's saying Earl has agreed. To go down, you know, to, and it's going to go down in October. That doesn't obviously, you know, say that Terrence has. But if it's going down in October, maybe Terrence had already agreed as, as well. well. I, th I think he said that they've agreed, that they've both agreed. Mm. So I thought I heard. Okay. Go, go back to it. Go back, go back to, to it. it. It's, it's at the end. Go back to it. Crawford, uh, that looks like it's going to go down in October. Listen, your perspective on this, I, I can't wait uh, to hear your perspective on this because you've been in the ring with Errol. Now, you know, he's agreed to fight Bud Crawford. Uh, that looks like it's going to go down in October. You, you see, he's agreed. Looks like it's going to go down in October. Mm. We're good on the screen share. Um, all right, so that's our poll. Bo, are you available? The poll should be um, Earl Spence. Uh, no, okay. Do we believe they have both agreed? And the fight is happening in October. 29th. Let's stick with the original leak date. What do you think? Was it? it yeah. And then we can do an option like, yeah, I agree. I believe they agreed, but I think it's happening in November. Yes, I agree they agreed. I believe they agreed. And I believe it's happening in October 29th. No, I don't think they agreed. Steve Kim is trolling. Earl Spence and Terrence are bullshitting to make this fight happen. That might be too long for an option, but I know. But you know, you got to say the truth, Bo. But we need a fourth no, option because that ain't the truth, though. I mean, what? if the fight happens and they just haven't agreed if, yet, no, no. It, 
what what's the truth is what I just said, Danny. Because if they have no agreement, both Earl and and Crawford are bullshitting. No, nah, I'm just saying because. You get what I'm saying? It'd be a lot of small print in those contracts, so it may be a matter of sending shit back and forth. I mean, you yourself recently had a deal with the contract, and you saw how long that that took, so you get what I'm saying? I think... I also... I also worked during that contract being formulated. Secondly, fighters also... Agree verbally and don't sign their boxing contract sometimes till the night of the fight. And that's on record. That is true. So, again, if they've agreed in principle, if they've agreed, we could get an official announcement without a contract signing. That's what I'm saying. They might have agreed on all the major shit and now it's just the small small, uh, little details being worked out. Well, what's the option then? Give them the option. Mm -hmm. We need a poll. I mean, you gave. I'm not doing it. Bo's doing it. Right. I'm saying you gave the three options, I think. No fourth? Do you even remember my three? I mean, you said, yes, I think it'll happen October 29th. That's yes, right. I think it'll happen November. Yeah, and then you said, no, I don't think they have agreed on the fight. So I'm and what about, I agree, I, I believe they have agreed. No date set. I was going to be more like, it won't be October, November. You know, like, I believe they agree, but it won't be October, November. Because it could be December. Remember, some people do pay-per-views in that December 5th, 4th date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And if they don't do pay-per-views, they definitely have big fights on those dates. No, I mean, you are correct. We saw Tank go the first weekend in December last year on pay-per-view. And I think Canelo went on a December one time. December, uh, Canelo went in December against uh, Rocky Fielding, but that was regular the zone. I mean, it wasn't regular. It was the inaugural for the zone, wasn't it? Or for the zone USA because they did that in New York. It was big. It's, Canelo just signed to three hundred and sixty. I mean, it might have been like yeah, the inaugural like Canelo fight, not mm-hmm. like the inaugural the zone or matchroom fight or. I think what? it was their first. Uh, it was still Golden Boy. He was still with Golden Boy at the time. But, but wasn't it their first match from USA? No, yeah. No. Hmm. That was in Chicago. Uh, with Casco. Well, Jesse Vargas was main event against Delorme. Hmm. McCasco. Vargas, man, what's up with him? He lives out here. I thought he was a politician, bro. Need to get in studio, Jesse. You want them votes? What's up with you? Just yeah, saying. I, I, I don't know. I haven't Yo. uh, really seen much of them since the fight. Mm-hmm, me neither. I mean, you know, these guys take long vacations. What Absolutely. we got to guess? We got them in, yep. Who? Greg Hackett. Oh, it's it's Zoom. Yep. Let's do it. Let's bring them on there. Greg, how are you? Good morning. You got to unmute, champ. What's going on? My bad. No, no, no worries, man. Good morning. Thank you for coming on. How are you? Good morning. Appreciate y'all. I'm doing all right. How about y'all? Oh, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. I, I, I think you train my little man, or at least work with him. Uh, oh my God, I'm. Uh, I gotta go to my Instagram because I'm gonna forget his name. Is he in his Instagram? Is Badlands Ethan? Right, Ethan. Don't you work with Ethan sometimes? Yeah, I work with Ethan sometimes. That's my guy, man. I've been following him for a while. He reminds me of a young Danny Garcia with that little left hook he got, man. Yeah, he's a strong kid. He's staying in good shape. 
So, Greg, man, introduce yourself to our audience. Let them know, uh, you know, let's start with your beginning, man. How, how, how'd you get into the sport? Um, Greg Hackett, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I got into boxing, just, you know what I mean, getting caught up in the streets, fighting, stuff like that. My mom suggested I go to the gym, um, you know, at 12 years old. You know, I've been in and out of the gym since then. I mean, I'm saying in and out because sometimes, you know what I mean, I had to do what I had to do to make some money or whatever. I had, a, you know, I had my first son when I was 20 years old, stuff like that, turned pro at 21. You know what I mean? Just, but I always been around the sport, always been around the gym. You know what I mean? Even when I couldn't, you know, actually train. Um, you know what I mean? That's it. Like, just, I mean, Philadelphia, you know what it is. <laughs> so when did you decide to become a trainer? Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. That's why the Rodriguez family is famous around town for shooting hoops upside down. They can dunk from downward dog, score three-pointers from crow pose, and make hook shots in headstands. With so many activities, programs, and classes at the Croc, you never know what you'll get into. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. Um, I started training fighters in 2012. It was the winter of 2012. I started working with some amateurs at the gym because, you know what I mean, I seen that some of them wasn't getting some attention. So I uh, started messing around with them, and then I started training pros in 2013. So obviously, um, you know, just to get everything out, because I know people will ask this either in the comment section or, you know, post-interview, um, you, why do you feel you're going to be a good trainer when some will look at your record and obviously say, how could he teach someone if he wasn't as successful as a professional fighter themselves? And obviously I'm speaking for the comment section because I know, you know, yeah. I know you Freddie Roach wasn't a, ch a champion. Uh, Ronnie Shields wasn't a champion. Derek James wasn't a champion. But I'm just saving, you know, the time uh, and, and getting every question out. I mean, Phil Jackson wasn't a star at all. <coughs> exactly. One of the greatest. And he coached one of the greatest basketball players ever. Uh, I mean, Customato didn't fight. You know what I mean? He, he would be around the gym, trained a little bit, but he never fought. He trained one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So... It's just, you know what I mean? That's just people's opinion when they say things like that. But that has nothing to do with my brain, you know what I mean, and how, and how my brain works. I didn't take too much damage in my career, even with the losses. The losses is just the outcome of the fight based on, you know what I mean, the situation. Um, I got called in a lot of times on short notice. I fought guys in their hometown. Even though I'm only I'm from Philly, I only fought in Philly two times, you know what I mean, out of 24 fights. But, I'm Greg, why would, why would you take these fights, though? I'm going through your record... And I'm looking yeah. at these names of, of the people. I know these dudes. Like, why would you take yeah. these fights if you weren't ready? 
Like, what? Give me the story. Give me and my audience the story. Put us in your situation so that we can understand. Like, maybe it was a dark time, but like, I'm looking at this like you fought Donnell Livingston. Two fights later, you in there with Alantes Fox and Jared Hurd after that. It's like, when did you decide? Let me pump the brakes. I'm getting opportunity. Let me focus on me and 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 get yeah. right because I could beat these guys. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm my own, I'm my own worst enemy. And what I mean by that is, you know what I mean? I always did things, you know, my way, kind of my way, because when I tried to do them things, do things other people's way, I didn't like how it was going or I didn't like the way it turned out. Um, with that being said, I got caught up in a time in my life where it was like, I had to turn pro, you know what I mean? I had to start making money because I wasn't ever the best drug dealer. You understand? I wasn't the best gangster. I wasn't out here taking money from people and stuff like that. My heart, that's not what my heart possesses. I've always been a fighter. Um, what, what people don't understand about boxing is a lot of, everybody thinks they educated on boxing now because Mayweather start talking about A side, B side, stuff like that. Th these are these are conversations that wasn't being had until until that time. So I thought when they would call these fights, I thought they was calling this shit fair. I didn't know you would go into the fight already losing the fight when you walk into somebody's backyard. Also, it wasn't too many managers around. You know what I mean? The managers that we had around at the time, they was kind of playing the favorite game. You know, they would pick the favorite fighters or they would pick the popular fighters, which now I understand why. I was just, it was just a time where, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, well, I got to get out here and fight. Another thing is when I would try to get fights at 147 pounds, Stuff like that. Nobody would fight me. I couldn't get like I couldn't get the, the even fights. You know what I mean? So I would fight at fifty four. I would fight at sixty, and that's how those fights were happening. You know what I mean? And then it, when I got to like the middle of my career, after like probably like nine fights, I kind of said, "Fuck it." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go in there and definitely try to win." But it's definitely for the money now. Like, you know what I mean, I didn't even I didn't even really look at it like, "All right, I'm gonna try to turn my record around" because nobody would give me a shot. You know what I'm saying? You can't. One thing I learned about boxing, you can't make somebody fight you. You know what I mean? These fights that we're seeing is not because the fighters want them. It's because the promoters want them. You know what I mean? When you understand the business. I mean, just to make it short for you. Absolutely, man. That 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 definitely hit hard. It's not when we want them. It's because the promoters want them. So that is yeah. something. I mean, right now, today's topic, we're talking about the fact that Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford have allegedly agreed. We we uh, just heard an interview with Danny Garcia, who's from Philadelphia. He was doing a, an interview with Brian Custard where he leaked uh, the information that, that Earl has agreed and that the fight's happening in October. Um, so it's like you said, it's finally the time where the promoters want it because obviously Earl and, 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 and Terrence could have unified so long ago uh, one belt apiece. Yeah. I mean, it's just like boxing is just like entertainment business. You know what I mean? Movies get made two years before they come out. Albums get made a year before they come out. And people don't understand that. So when the fans be young. Damn, that's a good point. Like, that is a good I mean? point, man. When the when the when the when the fans be yelling back and forth about that's oh this guy's scared of that guy that's it's not true it's just the fact that it's not time it's not time for for the you know the the promoters to put it out they they look at it like albums they look at it like movies you know what I'm saying that's just exactly what it is damn you you dropping some gems I like the the the, the phrases that you're using you're the right analogies, the yeah. analogies the metaphor because you're right it you know an artist goes in there 
Bruh, is um who was it? Kendrick to say he he's sitting on like five hundred songs on the phone that he can't unlock, or it was Drake. So I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. What do you think about that fight though? Um, I know rumor is October 29th. Um, do you believe that? Cause you're you're in that Jerron Ennis gym, so I know some shit floating around there. You might have heard one, a thing or two, but regardless, what's your opinion on if it's agreed and who are you picking and why? I mean, that fight, that fight, I, I believe is going to happen because it has to happen. That's the fight that has to be made right now. That's the biggest fight I feel like in boxing right now. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Earl Spence is like King Kong and and, and, and uh, Bud is like Godzilla. You know what I mean? They got to meet. Um, I like that fight. I like both guys. It's actually a 50-50 fight to me. I, I kind of favor Bud, but Earl Spence is very dangerous. You know what I mean? Very dangerous. His body attack is like, you know what I mean, like none other. We we ain't seen nobody go to the body like that in a long time. Um, but at the same time, we ain't, we we haven't seen anybody as suspenseful as Bud. You know what I mean? Bud is real sneaky and he'll hurt you with either hand. You know what I mean? So I really can't pick a winner, to be honest. I, I think it's just gonna be a great fight. Something tells me you could pick a winner if I said who would beat out of both the men versus Jerron Ennis, though. I mean, you gotta understand, uh, uh, Boots is the, the younger man, and, and boxing is a young man's sport. You know what I mean? That's why we 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 not seeing Spence and Bud until they both in their thirties. You know what I mean? So of course, of course, I would pick Boots. You know what I mean? Based off the talent and based off the uh, ability and based off the youth. But to, uh, to be honest, like I said before, that's another 50-50 fight because Boots hasn't seen an Earl or a Bud, but Bud. Hasn't seen a Earl or 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 Boots, and then Spence hasn't seen a Boots or a Bud. You know what I mean? So, so it's just tough to pick. You know what I mean? But I I would gamble on Boots because I watch him every day, and consistently he puts in work. Like you know what I mean? It's not just because he's talented. Like this kid grinds every day. You know what I mean? Put it in every day, even when he's not fighting. He in the gym helping the other fighters. A lot of fighters don't do that. You know what I mean? A lot of fighters don't live the life he lived. He's not out drinking. He's not out smoking. not out hanging out. You Boots, you'll never catch Boots hanging at a bar or some shit like that in Philly. You know what I mean? That's not the kind of person he is. So he's a safe bet. So I definitely would gamble on Boots. Mm. For sure, man. So, Greg, now that you've become a trainer, who are you working with and uh, who should we be looking out for? Or are you only working with amateurs? Uh, or, or do you have any... Potential professional prospects. No, I um I got a professional that's uh four no four knockouts. He just he just fought last Friday. His name is uh Jabril Noble. I think he will be one of the best in the sport, not because I'm training him, because he has those qualities of, of a great fighter. You know what I mean? He works a 10 to 12 hour shift every day and then come to the gym and give me everything he got in his body. You know what I mean? Like I said, he don't smoke or drink, he don't hang out. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely going to gamble on him. And he fights at uh, 130 pounds up to 135, but he could possibly make 126 with a real camp. Um, and I recently just started working with uh, Avery Sparrow again. We worked with, we worked one fight um, some years ago where he fought an eight-rounder against a kid named uh, Anthony Burgeon, and we won that fight by decision. And um, he recently came back to me for this fight. He's, he'll be fighting July 23rd at 130 pounds. And he has an 11-3 record with uh, four knockouts. You know, some people seen him fight, you know, Roley Romero or uh, what's the kid that just got knocked out by Robisi? Uh, um, Abraham Supernova. 
yeah, Abraham Nova and stuff like that. Yeah, too. we've so, seen we've seen I mean? Avery. I've yeah, seen Avery. I've seen Avery a lot, but he's had inconsistencies in his career. Explain to me why you believe it's going to be different. Like every time I want to bet on him, and I don't mean that literally, just like bet on him, he fucks me over. Like I promise you. I knew he was going to lose to Hank Lundy. I, I told my audience, like, Lundy too experienced, man, and Sparrow too inconsistent, even though he got he beat, the dog in him. He beat Hank Lundy. Nah. Yeah, nah. I know he beat him, but I I, 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 I I didn't think he won. That was a majority decision, though. I, I felt like he was, mm, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I mean, he put him down two times in the fight, and he landed the cleaner shots. It was a rough fight, but he beat Hank Lundy. Um, mm. but Avery, I mean, Avery, you know, he, again, he was one of those kids like me that, you know what I mean? He spent a lot of time on his own. His father died when he was young. Um, you know what I mean? He ran around and he ran around just doing what he wanted to do. Sometimes you got to learn, you know what I mean? And but like, is he, well, is anybody. he, is he out the street? Cause remember he had a fight with Ryan. Then he had a warrant. Then that fight never happened. And I mean, Ryan I'm a, Garcia. I'm going to be totally honest. I can't tell you. I can't account for what a man doing outside of the gym. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I but if he's coming you. to the gym, you you as a trainer know. If he coming to the gym, he putting them hours, it's kind of hard for him to be in the street. Yeah, but this is, again, this is Philadelphia. Anything is possible. A lot go on. It's 24 hours in the day. I'm seeing him for two and a half hours. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the man doing at nighttime. I don't know what he doing early in the morning. All I know, he coming to see me at 10 o'clock a.m. And we working up until 12, 1230. And then, you know. How long have you guys been working together consistently? We only been back for like a week. Oh. Yeah. Damn. He won his last fight, though. I mean, that, you think you could get him in shape? In five weeks? I mean, anything is possible. Because William Foster's undefeated, man. Yeah, William Foster's undefeated, but he has a, like, real, like, crazy style where he opens himself up and he leaves a lot of, a lot of opportunities for you to, you know, put put something to him. You know what I mean? He, he's, not, he's not a real good fighter. He's just an aggressive fighter. Mm -hmm. And he comes in good shape, though. He comes in good shape. I mean, Spiral would be the biggest name on his resume, man. For sure. For sure. And that's the difference. You fighting a fighter who's been in there with, with some top guys and some, uh, you know, with some experience. And he's been up uh, up there where he's had some good opportunities to be on TV. So we're not nervous for sure. It's just that, you know, things got to be right. Yeah. Um, I want to say the last fight I watched, it was his tank, man. He wasn't he just wasn't in shape. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is it's the lifestyle. You know what I mean? You got to live this shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like the army. You got to wake up early in the morning, put it in. You know what I mean? Go ahead, eat, get you a little rest and get right back to it. But everybody not able to do that. But I believe Avery will get the win. Uh, some people like to say that endurance or stamina comes from, you know, rounds in the gym, in actual sparring. Others say it's got to be a combination of like, high interval training, running, and sparring. What do you think is best for building endurance to ensure that a fighter has that Devin Haney tank, as I like to say? Because Devin moved all night in that Cambosos fight to ensure that win. You know, when you stop moving, that's when you can get hit. I mean, to be flat out, is staying away from all the wrong things, which is the drugs, the liquor, the girls. And, you know what I mean, putting your road work in. It's always been the road work to me. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of guys who do a lot of extra strength and conditioning and shit like that and still get tired. At the end of the day, 
your brain and your heart is the strongest two muscles in your body. If you can't contrain, control your heart, then it don't matter what you do. What you mean by control you your heart? You mean the, the pace? You got to... You can control your heart rate the same way you can control your, your your legs. You can control your brain by telling your brain what to do. You can control your heart rate. There's guys, there's guys who they don't do nothing but jog, and they come in there and they give you ten rounds easy. There's guys who do all this extra training and they get tired. Sean Sean Porter got tired against Bud, but that's because the the, the high velocity he couldn't handle it. It started it started becoming to be too much for him. Yeah, he was still aggressive because that's him. But he was burning out. And that's why his dad stopped the fight. He didn't want his son to get hurt. So you believe that was the Sean we all know? Because we just had Coach Larry Wade in here yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. And, he, and, and he was with Sean since he started his boxing career. Not, not since Sean started, but since Larry Wade started being a strength and conditioning coach to boxers. And he even said that Sean wasn't giving 100% in camp. It, the signs was on the wall. You know, Tank did that interview a week before tomorrow. Ask Sean. Sean, no. And obviously he's saying that because he got off on him in sparring. Yeah, but the thing is, every dog has their day. Sean Porter has been boxing since he was about nine years old. At some point, you got to, I mean, you, your body going to give up on you. Sean Porter has never not been Sean Porter. So I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Sean Porter has not ever. It's, it's but not Greg, you seen that style of Sean? Like, it, it, in order to be Sean Porter, you got to give hundred percent in camp. You got to put in the miles. You got because no one I'm has you, that I'm type of like. I don't even. I I'm keep telling people this. I don't even think we ever gonna see another Sean Porter. Like, we'll never see that I'm style again. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. I'm going to tell you something you didn't pick up on. Did you, did you, do you remember the story his father told about when him and Bud was in the hallway and Bud challenged his father to a fight? Yes. And remember when his dad said he walked off, right? Yes. Now, you remember when his dad put his hands on Fred? Yes. How come his dad didn't put his hands on Bud? I mean, Fred violated, <laughs> Fred, 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 right. Fred, right. and, Fred and Ken had a different, you know, and, right. and, 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 and and Ken told us that story. He looked at, I, I believe the time you're talking about was it was it was in the amateurs, and, and Ken was the amateur coach, and he did say what you said, like, yo, I walked away because I knew he'd have fucked me up. I ain't gonna I'm not denying that, but I'm right, also hold on, hold on. I'm also saying he still was an adult looking at a kid. Like, I'm not about to fight a kid. All right. All right, let me tell you this. Again, again, let me tell you this. Bud was a grown man. He wasn't a kid. He was anybody 18 and up, you're a grown man. Mm. You challenge, you challenge me to a fight. Now, we talking about a man who got enough balls to smack, to smack a social media, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, influencer or YouTube influencer, right? In Philadelphia, is a such thing called having picks. To me, he has picks. What that means is you fear Bud. There's a fear set in with when it comes to Bud that he already was scared for his son. He, I feel like he passed that energy to his son. Mm. When he saw his son, 
when he saw his son go down, he stopped that fight because he didn't want his son to get hurt. I think it was just because he already in his mind thought his son would lose the bud. I don't think it had anything to do. I'm being honest. Okay. I see. I see. I see what because you're saying. Because if a young man challenged me and he's 18 years old, he challenged me to a fight in a hallway, we're going to get to it. <laughs> but you a coach. No, no, Greg. You're a, no, no, you're a coach. You got to some way try to try to get to that. You're a mentor. When you become a coach, right, you're a mentor. You're a father right, figure. I'm a mentor, right? Yeah. I'm a mentor. And the fighter is supposed to understand that, right? Yeah, but kids disrespect. Right. That's what they do. Okay. And when they disrespect you, how do they get put back in line? Back in the day, what you do? You discipline. Discipline. Discipline right. don't All mean right. physical, Physical right. though. I, but I get well, you, everybody. I mean, you know, you well, from the East what? Coast. I get what you're saying. Yeah, guess what? Where I come from, that's how we handle discipline. No, I hear you. I'm from, <laughs> you I'm play, from the East Coast, too. Man. I know what you're saying, man. You playing with a grown man, and legally, you're a grown man. I'm going to go ahead and put my hands on you. I'm going to make sure that you remember my name for the rest of your life. Coach, so you mean you you mean to tell me uh, or what you're saying is that it is your belief that Kenny's nervous energy passed on to Sean. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And if you can't control your there's a you yo, how do you think people run marathons? You have to control your heart rate. If you can control your heart rate, you can do 12 rounds in that ring. A lot of people can't do it. When it when it when it when it, when the fight picks up, a lot of people can't do it, so they they crumble. Mm-hmm. I believe he passed that ner- nervous energy to his son before that fight even started, and when he saw his son go down, he pulled him out of there. Sean Porter, Sean Porter was physically able and still ready to go. He but was. Said, no. He was. Everyone, everyone believes that. Like you know, we've talked about that over and over, and people do believe it. They believe him pounding on the. On the on the ring was just frustration, like fuck, I got dropped again, but not, you know, he showed energy. He showed energy. So I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, he was still in the fight. So is there any relation to this the new Hackett out here fighting for top rank? He not he not my uh folks do blood, but I do call him my little cousin. Okay. Okay. And but he's not from Philadelphia, he's from New York, no? No, he's from DC, I believe. Oh, yeah, okay. Jalil Hackett. Okay, from DC. So I see. I was I, I wasn't sure. So no relation there. All right, all right. So when when um other than Avery Sparrow, you said you had that other fighter. What's his name once again? And his social media. And also, does he have any expected uh, return date? Um, his his name is Jabril Noble. Fights at 130 pounds. Social media is J N. Period. Lil Dunk. L-I-L-D-U-M-P. Um, his next scheduled date will be in September. But we're going to try to catch something like the first week of August if possible. Okay, I'm following him already. But, man, that is not easy. You need to tell him put his name. He don't got his name nowhere. It say J-N-I. No, J-N period. Little dump. Then it say cold boxing ball. He need his name somewhere to be found. <laughs> so you saying he next up? For sure. Five foot nine, 130 pounds. Wow. That is pretty tall. Who who he so so being at it, okay. So he gets work with Paul Crow. Coach, you there? Yeah, he, okay. Yeah, he's been in there, been in there with Paul Crow, been in there with Shakur Stevenson. He's been in there with Africa. He's been in there with a lot of fighters. 
Oh, I see him with uh, Josephat as well. Yeah, Josephat Ortiz. Okay. Oh, he got some rounds with Danny? Yeah, he got some a few rounds with Danny. Hmm. That's a little strange. How was that? Because uh, I know Danny and obviously Angel, and I've interviewed them for a long time, man. And da Angel told me he don't, he don't bring in no killers to, to spar Danny. He said ain't nobody going to hurt the champ. And he say, well, what? You gotta remember, you gotta remember, my guy's at 130 pounds, so he ain't too big. Ah, uh, so he he really can't kill a champ. You're right, yo. Angel ain't no joke. What you think about that, Coach? Because I I I used to be from the East Coast. I just transitioned over here to the West Coast, and I'm telling you, it's night and day. Like I feel like on the East, people go hard, but the trainers are over the over that top rope, and they watch. And if somebody get hit with a nice right hand, they're like oh, they'll stop that. Let my man get his shit together. Out here, they fighting. It's a fucking fight. Like, I'm seeing dudes bleeding. They on the road just getting bodied. I'm like, what the... How, how is you learning from this? So so teach me, because I'm not the trainer. So you mean you seeing that on the East Coast or the West Coast? West Coast. They fighting oh, like a motherfucker same. out here. Oh, it's the same. Trust me. So... Everybody... Everybody don't handle it the same. You got to remember, that's again, we talking about a father. We're not talking about a coach who was known for coaching other fathers. We, I mean, other fighters. We talking about a coach who trained his 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 son. So he's going to handle it a little bit different, a little bit extra care because that's his son. But we can't say he did a bad job because look at the level. For sure, for sure. What do you expect from Danny versus David ben, uh, Jose Benavidez Jr.? I mean, I, look, I think Danny will feel refreshed um, going up to 154. I think it's an even fight because they both coming from 47 going up to 54. I think Benavidez will be uh, nice and fast, but I think if he try to do too much, I think Danny will hurt him. Okay. So you picking Danny? Of course I'm picking Danny. Philadelphia, I'm going to rock with Philly. It don't matter, what, you know, matter the circumstances. But um, I just think Danny will be he will feel comfortable at 154. That's the word I'm going to use. He'll feel very comfortable at 154. He's been making 40 and 47 for a long time. So being in his 30s, fighting at 54, I think he'll feel great. So so what's up with this Philly thing, man? Why, why dudes from Philly don't want to fight each other? Because, you know, a lot of people expected Danny to pass the torch to Jerron. I mean, people don't, people don't understand how close Philly is. Like, what I mean by that is, Philly, not everybody in Philly is close, but Philly is a small city with a lot of people. So sometimes those fights don't happen because you know each other's family. You know what I mean? These guys sometimes spend, spend time around each other, even if they don't talk about it. So so a fight will bring a lot of tension in the city. Mm. And, and, and as we all know, the city is on fire right now with the guns. So it's, it's like, you know what I mean? You try to stay away from certain shit. Do you feel like that's why, even though they're not from the same city, but is that a reason why we never got Tevin Farmer versus Javante Tank Davis? No, I think that fight had to do with promotional companies and it had to do with timing. Mm. Timing. Why wasn't it the right time to fight a dude that had a belt that already had four losses? I, I'm I, that 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 fight never happened and never made sense to me. 
because because you got to think about it. Tank was still in the grooming stages, even though he was a star and even though he was making some money and he had won some belts himself. But he was still in the grooming stages. They didn't get to see everything they wanted to see out of Tank. At the same time, Tev at that point was probably the slickest fighter around. So you didn't want to put the puncher in there with the, with the fighter that was too slick and make him look bad if we can possibly have him be a star later on in the sport. Because look at look at how we talking about Tank now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, could have possibly fucked that up. Wow. So speaking of Tank... Way, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was the same way Floyd didn't fight Paul Williams. Word! Paul was a problem, man, back then. But I think Floyd would have beat him because Paul always gave up his height and never used his reach. My man wanted to be in the pocket. Yeah, but think about it. That's the way he fought, and he and he definitely threw over 100 punches around. No, he definitely was uh, averaging 1,000 over per fight. But Floyd would have always had that Laura fight and a Margarito fight, even though Paul beat Margarito pre-hand wraps. He got touched up in that motherfucking fight. That was a that was a fight. It took something out of him, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Floyd had Floyd always had those two fights to to go back to and and see what mistakes. I don't know how you think it would have played out. I'm glad you brought that up. People don't even they act as if Floyd never like those two guys never was in the same division. Man, it's crazy. I mean, I think I think Paul Williams would have swarmed him. I think really. Yeah, he would. I mean, we got you got to remember, man. We talking about a six foot one, 147 pounder. You know what I mean? And he was and he was coming out of Georgia. If you know anything about fighters from coming out of Georgia, they always hard workers. So I'm not saying Floyd, he would have, you know, ran Floyd over, but I'm just saying I think he would have swarmed him and he would have made Floyd had to really dig deep. And you know what I mean? I just th I just think his father didn't want that for him because if you remember, his father said a long time ago, I don't want my son fighting any southpaws. So mm. I think him being a southpaw, being six foot one, throwing over a hundred punches around, I don't think it just was a good matchup for him, you know. So let me ask you: even after Paul lost to Sergio Martinez, you think he still would have had a shot? I mean, we talking about that was at one hundred sixty pounds. Though. No, wasn't that fifty four the first fight? Nah, it was at one sixty. Mm, you gonna make me Google, I Greg? Yeah, it was at one sixty. <laughs> Danny, you're supposed to be the almanac yeah, over here. I'm pulling it up. Sergio, 159. You right. Damn. They both was at 60. Yeah. Bruh. But, yo, and remember, I don't know. Floyd should have did it anyway. Because now that I'm looking at his record, I remember watching that Quintana fight. Quintana put his big ass down, I think, it went the second round, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that fight. Quintana put him down. Then Keith actually, went up there and beat Quintana Breaks. It was actually a catchweight of 58. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Still 160, though. No, nah, for sure. Yeah. Anything over 54 sure. is considered 60. Yeah. So, Greg, man, what's your thoughts on Bivol and Canelo, man? I was not expecting that. Did you pick Bivol? Did you know it would be that difficult for Canelo? No. I didn't, I didn't know if it would be that difficult, but I did say that Bivol is a prime uh, 175. So, so okay, you know how we got guys, say, let's say Roley Romero, he fight at 135 pounds, but he be, he be blowing up to almost 170 pounds. Mm. So let's, let's, let's go up to light heavyweight. A light heavyweight might walk around at 210. You understand? Yeah. A real light heavyweight. He break himself down to 175. That's too much man for Canelo. Canelo's staying probably 5'8 at best. 
You know what I mean? Bivu, Bivu is a real light heavyweight. And those guys are built different. They got different bone structure. Did he beat Did he beat Kovalev? Yeah, he beat Kovalev. But we talking about Kovalev after he took a beating from Andre Ward. And we talking about Kovalev, who's a known drinker. But Bivu is not that kind of man. And Bivu is a little younger. So, you know what I mean? I just thought it would be a good matchup. But I didn't think that he would, uh, you know, be be there every round for Canelo in that fight. I thought he would slow down a little bit. But, you know what I mean? He showed different. And I think I think Canelo should stay away from him. Mm. He want the rematch. He just said they asked him like, "Oh, are you gonna give Benavidez a shot? What does Benavidez has to do to get a shot?" He's like, "Right now, I'm only focused on the GGG fight and then the rematch with Bivol." So you advising him don't do the rematch? Yeah, too much. He too much man because he showed it. He showed that he he wasn't affected by Canelo's punches. Those, those same punches that knocked guys out, he wouldn't budge uh, Bivol. But now, don't you think? Don't you think, as a trainer, that's because he went in there with that game plan? Like I'm about to either do what I did to Callum and break his arm or bicep, or eventually stop him, like I did Sergey. Like I felt like he went in there on some power punching shit, and he didn't change the game plan. Like he seen after round six, yo, this ain't working. So he ne- he just yeah. never changed the game plan. So I feel like maybe this fight, they like, well, look. We thought we would eventually get him late, like we eventually get everybody late. That shit ain't gonna work. We gotta go in there and outbox him now. Well, you remember how uh, Aaron Pryor he had Alexis Aguayo's number on and off the drugs. Mm. I don't care what I don't care what weight class. I don't care what game plan. I don't think he got it for Bivol. Damn. Well, uh, I got I gotta ask about your guy Stephen Fulton, man. We just seen uh, MJ Moradon Akhmadaliyev. Beat Daniel Roman, defending his unified belts. Um, your guy Stephen Fulton immediately goes to Twitter and says, "Easy work." Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you, you, people don't understand what what a cool boy is. You know what I mean? Some people try to call him a boxer. Some some people say he a brawler because of how he fights. What he is is he's in a, he's a he adjusts to his surroundings. So whatever MJ tries to bring to the table, he gonna bring that and more. So that's this is why this guy's dangerous. And um his frame, he has thin legs, but his upper body is is, is real strong. He got a real strong upper body. It, he's he's kind of hard to deal with. You know what I mean? He he has an aqua style. He can box, he can bang. I mean, he can fight going left, fight going right, fight in circles, whatever you want to do. So I don't really see any of those guys under 126 pounds giving him trouble. I think he'll beat all of them. Coach, I, I, how do you What's your opinion over the pound for pound, man? That, that that causes a lot of debate here for us. You know, I like to use accolades as how I put a person on there. Like, what have you done? Who have you beat? What belts have you gathered? To me, undisputed is end-all, be-all. If you're undisputed, then you should automatically be on the list. The only way that another undisputed champion tops you is... Was his run more difficult? Was the people that he fought to undisputed uh, better fighters? But, like, if you're undisputed, you deserve to be on the list, you know? And then everyone under you can be, like, unified or two-time champion or one-time champion in one division, unified in another. How do you assess who you put on your list? Or do you not believe in that shit? Um, The pound for pound, from my understanding, when I was younger... I thought it had to do with you actually going to other weight classes and conquering because I remember Roy Jones used to call himself pound for pound and he was pound for pound, but it was because he turned 
throw at 154, that 60 a little bit, and then went to 68, and then light heavyweight. I thought that's what pound for pound was when you go to different weight classes in Conquer. Um, Sugar Ray Robinson did the same thing. Um, I just thought that's what it was. But nowadays, they're giving it to them based off popularity, based off just who they like and who they don't like. So I really, to be honest, I really don't pay attention to the pound for pound list. Mm. All right. All right. Well, we do have some questions from the people that uh, I'm pull- I have pulled up here. First one's come from San Antonio, Texas. It's James Valdez. He says, did you see the Josecito Lopez versus Cody Crowley fight? In that fight, Lopez's trainer, Robert Garcia, Garcia literally knew mid-fight that Lopez was not going to win. Kind of like during the Mikey versus Earl fight. My question how would you handle a situation like that, knowing your fighter is not going to win? Do you let him try and survive till the 12th like Robert did, or do you stop it to fight another day? Well, I'm going to be honest. No fighter wants to be stopped. You know what I mean? They definitely don't want their uh, trainer to stop the fight. But if my if my fighter is taking a beating, I think I will stop it. But... If he's showing me some life, if he's showing me some, you know what I mean, some grit, then I'm going to say, listen, bro, you got to go out here and get a knockout. If you don't get the knockout, then it's over. That's the best I can do. But, if, like, again, if my fighter's taking a beating, then I'll stop it. Okay. I got Bougie from Broward who says, yo, what's good, coach? Thanks for pulling up on us today. I don't even have a question, but remember me because I'm coming to Philly for the first time ever this year just to slide to Boots University, Yad Jim, for a few days and soak <laughs> up the game. So please remember my name, Bougie from Broward. Hashtag right. okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Best dad ever from Baltimore says, my favorite fighter coming into this pro boxing scene is your boy, Jalil. Been asking for that interview for a while now. He is considered Tank's top sparring partner. What have you guys learned from Tank, and how has that work made you guys better? I think he thinks you're related to Jalil, right? Yeah, I'm not. I don't have nothing to do with Jalil Hacker. We just got the same last name. Mm. That's my guy, though. He's a good kid, man. Real good kid. And his father is sturdy guy, man. He, he worked that kid hard. Um, we have Young Tigre also in San Antonio that says, your thoughts on Bam Rodriguez's performance this past weekend versus Sung Run Visay? I've been asked about that kid about four times. And to be honest, I didn't really see the fight. And um, somebody asked me, was he ready for NUA? And I don't think so. But I didn't get to see too much of him. Yeah, you got you to gotta watch it. Um, is he ready for a new way? I mean... If Inoue came down, maybe I don't want him to go up because he he jumped up from 108 to to, to become champ at 115, right? Inoue, yeah, he skipped. No, no, 12. no, 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 no. Bam! When he got well, that they first, they both did. They both did. Yeah, but but Inoue's been at 18 longer. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, I just like to always remind people that when Estrada, Chocolatito, uh, Soren Visa, and all the killers was at 12, he skipped 12 to go to he 15. He being Inoue, correct. Correct. But they both jumped up from 108. Bam just did that, coach. So I wouldn't want him to move up to 118, too. Like, let, if Inoue wants some of this action, have his ass come down. He His name ain't even popping like Bam's. You know what I'm saying? Like, every I, I, I don't know. What you think of Inoue? Obviously, you he think he's good because you said uh, you don't think he's ready. But what's your thoughts on him as an overall I fighter? Mean, 
I mean, from the from the from everything I watched about him, he keep his hands up high, he keep his feet ticking. You know, I mean, his his reflexes is top notch. Yeah, his punches he he turned them over nice and clean. Um, he don't waste his punches. He's a dangerous individual. You know what I mean? You you can't go in there just thinking you know what's up with him because he'll adjust to you. And then, I mean, one thing about him that I do like, he's not afraid to take a shot when he sees what he wants. When he sees what he wants, he's going to take the shot and he's going to give you something real. So, you know I mean, I don't think that kid really just ready. I don't know. I don't know too much about that kid just yet. I need you but to watch some of Bam fights, man, because Bam is like the Mexican Lomachenko with the angles, man. He creates angles and he digs to the body, but he's a boxer. He's not. He's he's rare. He's rarely there to be hit. The motherfucker's using his legs very good. Um, but but you are right. I, you know he's just building that experience. He just beat Cuadras and now he beat Rungsvisal. So those are two elite fighters. But like that just happened. So you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We got Rue in the 504, which is New Orleans. He says, what was the most difficult aspect of transitioning from a fighter to a trainer? Um, Probably the most difficult was uh, telling myself, like, I have to put myself second and, you know what I mean, pay more attention to my fighters. Like, you know what I mean, don't worry about fighting so much. You know what I mean, just go ahead and focus on the fighters. I got Big Casual says, what's up, coach? At what weight class do you think Fulton will max out at? And who has a better case to be top 10 pound for pound? Fulton or Bam Rodriguez, who we just spoke about? Stefan has the style, skill set, and accomplishments to be on the top pound on the top 10 pound for pound. You already said you're not really into pound for pound. So where do you think Stefan Fulton maxes out at? Like where where does he end his career? What division? Um, I think he can cap out at 135. Mm. Okay, that's definitely one of the money divisions right now. Um, I got Brandon in Houston. It says, were you there for the Blair Cobbs, Jerron, and his sparring? If so, what really happened? No, I wasn't, I wasn't there for that, but, you know, I only heard stories. But Blair, Blair is a ball of energy. You know what I mean? That's that's how his style, his style is based off his energy. He do a lot of jumping around. You know what I mean? He, and he sneaks his punches in there. Sometimes he get caught, and sometimes you know what I mean. He's successful. But to be honest, Boots is a Boots is like a ninja, bro. Boots is trained under a monk, and he's a ninja for short, and he's hard to deal with. So I don't really see Blair getting the best of that work. Mm. Uh, I think that might be all. I'm refreshing here, Coach. But in the meantime, give me your social media for anybody that isn't following can do so. Um, Greg Hackett, 86 on Instagram. Greg Hackett on Facebook. And uh, Greg Hackett uh, on, uh, what is that, Twitter. But I really don't be on Twitter. <laughs> I got one more coming in from Huntsville, Alabama. James Benitez says, you said cool boy beats Everyone under 126. You sure you ready to step up and fight Gary Russell? Yeah, even though Gary Russell is a great fighter, I like Gary Russell a lot. But I just think that Gary Russell has ran his course. Gary Gary Russell is getting into that fourth quarter, and he's going to have to pull some amazing shit off. Um, cool boy, I just think cool boy just bring too much to the table, bro. Yo, so you 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 used to rap, right? Me? Yeah. No. Never. You never had spit bars. 
We used to we used to we used to get high on the block and freestyle. That's it. Cause you use hella metaphors. I love that last one. Yeah, he said Gary Russell's in the fourth quarter. <laughs> that shit sound like yo, it's over for the careers. He's in, nah. he's at the last lap. Nah. It's true. Some of the shit, some of the shit he's saying, I'm like either he been around a fuck ton of old heads or he do a lot of reading. Yeah, no, you dropping jewels on here. I hope these fools it's choose the to listen. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, that is the last question. I'm gonna refresh one more time because I, I refreshed and then Huntsville, Alabama pulled up. <laughs> we got anything else? Oh, we do. Jazz. I don't know where he's from, but he says any predictions for Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall? Um, I don't really know too much about Marshall. Clarissa Shields is the baddest chick on the planet. Um, her just game is is a one, and um. I don't know, man. I I just think she just when it comes to boxing, I don't like seeing her in MMA, but in boxing, I don't think it's too many females can deal with her. Mm. Uh, wh- what do you think is gonna happen in the Bum Garner fight versus uh, Michaela Mayer, man? Now that's a great fight. That's a great matchup. Bum Garner has never seen anything like Michaela Mayer, but on the other end, Michaela Mayer has never seen anything like Bum Garner. And I honestly can't pick a win, but I'm definitely interested in that fight. Do you believe in the power of Bum Garner? Because, like, I, you know, you know, women's boxing doesn't really see knockouts. Now, all of a sudden, she got this big, you know, knockout where she knocked a girl out on her feet. Yeah. Should we start expecting that from her? Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. Female boxing is very passionate. and um, They let their hands go a lot. I, I I wouldn't say expect the knockout because, you know what I mean, at that speed where they where the hands are flying and then they only got two minutes to work with, I wouldn't say expect it, but definitely expect a great fight out of it. You brought up the two minutes, and I hate to keep you any longer than we need to, but what's your thoughts? Should women's boxing be on an equal playing field, not only in pay but in time in the ring? Because a lot of women do want that last minute. Um, To be honest, I don't really even like seeing females fight, but I do respect it. Um, I think two minutes is good because the female body is built a little bit different. No matter how hard a woman trains, you know what I mean? No matter how hard she goes, you know what I mean? And tries to prove that she's different. She's still a female and the female organs are built a little different. So I don't think... I don't think a female fight should have to go to three minutes. I think it'll be a lot more brutal. And then it, it probably would be a few cases out here where women can't have babies and stuff like that. And I, and I think that's horrible. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't think it should go to three minutes. Um, Man, I just had another one. Oh, being out there Please in Philly. I'm on the phone. <laughs> being out there in Philly, Coach, have you heard of a female by the name of Shadeja Green? Yeah, Shadeja, she's been training out Jersey, though. I don't know if she's from Philly, but... Nah, she's not she from Philly. Out. She not... She, she, oh, yeah. she. I just know she go down there to get that work. Yeah, Every now and then. Yeah, I like, her. I like her a lot. The only thing I don't like about Shadeja, I, I don't think she really uses her strength, you know, completely. I think she she's, she's working on her style, and she's staying sharp, and she's definitely in shape, but I think she can go in there and just break something, and, I, and that's what I want to see her do. On some like uh and wolf shit, right? Cause she yeah. that's the thing. She a cute boxer. She wanna be East Coast pretty, like double jab, double left hook, and slip shit. But she's so fucking strong, you figure she could just walk somebody down and knock them out, right? 
she's a beast. I think she just, she just, think, she yeah. just killed some shit last night. She just fought last yeah. night. And killed, In Colombia, right? Yeah, killed some shit. Yeah, she stopped the girl in the third round. Yeah, she and, got like what eight knockouts, did. nine fights now. Ten to no. Yes. Oh, I want to say ten to no, nine knockouts. Well, Greg, man, I want to thank you obviously for coming on. This has been uh, actually very, very fun and entertaining. I hope to get you back on. Please keep in touch with Bo, our producer, so that once your fighter has a fight uh, schedule, we could get him on as well and, um, you know, bring you back for the victory lap after that fight as well and even after the Avery Sparrow fight. Or get Sparrow on, man. Love to talk to him. But thank you again. Uh, Catch you on the next one. If you want to give out your social media one more time for anybody crazy enough not to be following you, please do so. If not, enjoy the rest of your day. Greg Hackett 86 on Instagram. Greg Hackett on uh, Facebook. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate, appreciate you, it, Coach. Thank you. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Hackett. No relation to Jalil Hackett, who obviously, you know, he's received uh, multiple messages about and the same question over and over. We are talking Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford agreeing to their fight. Um, started off as a troll message. But Custer, thankfully, leaking information <clears throat> that the fight will be taking place October. And, uh, yeah, if you want to call in, you know the number to do so is one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Don't forget to press that thumbs up button right here on YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. It's going to indicate to the algorithm that we're back Right here with another one, bringing you the latest and greatest in boxing. We got a few super chats before I get to those phone calls. Uh, the Axiom says, dude, where's my car moment on TBV? And obviously he's talking about the troll tweet. Absolutely. Average boxing fan says, has Floyd said it's official? I then. Which is true. Floyd said, don't believe this fight is real until I say it's real. But, you know. Is he really promoting this fight? It would probably be the best thing for this fight if he promoted it. If he if he actually promoted if it. If he yeah, actually yeah. promoted it. Instead of just using his name. But the boxing ambassador says, Good morning. Love ya. If it's a great show anyway. Okay. Okay. Love ya. F it. Oh, he's talking about the tweet. He says, good morning, love y'all. F it. It's a great show anyway. Shout out to the Kimster laughing my ass off. Fat $10 super chat. We got another $5 super chat from Frank Steyer. Shout out Frank from Top Rank, who says, Greg Hackett is the godfather of Philly boxing. Shout out Frank. Shout out Top Rank. Shout out to Frank. Um, Dirk says, Nestor Gibbs with the glasses emoji. Okay, fams. Daniel McKenzie says, imagine if they would have waved off the fight after the second time Fury got dropped twice. Mm. Um, head explosion emoji. Terry Perry with a $5 super chat saying they got Big Hatch on his joint. Hell yeah, Philly finest. Let's go. And then Flip G's from Frankfurt with a $20 super chat saying, my guy Greg, the best trainer in the world. Best boxing mind in the world. Shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. The, appreciate if the you're on support. Blog Talk, I need you to press the one at least one time. That's going to indicate to us that you want to be on the line and you want to speak. You want to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Let me go ahead and check that cash but, app but at before the y'all, Boxing Voice before y'all number do that, one. 
I saw we had over a thousand people live, Ness. We don't have a thousand likes. We don't have a thousand likes, and we need to get those subs up. I wanted 150,000 subscribers by the end of July. It looks like we might get it by the end of June. We're 544 away. So we can get 544 on this double show day, because that is correct. We will be back today, 4 p.m. Pacific. If we can get that, we'll have reached my goal a month early. See, Ness likes baby steps. I like I like the big shit. Because after 50, it's 75 for me. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So so I like I like the big shit. So just want to thank everybody and just remind everybody, keep subscribing, keep liking, keep sharing. Bo, what you got? And remember, when you use the Cash App, be careful writing in the name. It is T-H dollar sign, T-H-A-B-O-X-I-N-G-V-O-I-C-E number one. Don't be confused by trolls that have made a bogus Cash App. If you see it, you need to report it. Uh, That is stealing, and it's it's on the scummiest level. Y'all should have applied for a PPP, which y'all should have done with y'all broke ass. Mm -hmm. Trump gave up all three of them motherfuckers. You couldn't get one? And for the evening show, it's going to be jam-packed. We got Blue Blood in the building. We're going to have Bones Adams and Mark McFasio all on this evening show. Three guests? Three guests. Two in studio, one Zoomy. Y'all wildin'. What time is McFasio? We going to get him in... Damn, that's late. We trying to go to the club, and y'all booking three guests on a Thursday evening show. Ain't nobody going to no club. You was just talking about, damn, yeah. Ain't nobody going to no club. Trying to go, trying to go out tonight. She the snowman. You lying. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to help this show grow. It's going to put this episode in the eyes of other boxing fans that haven't found the greatest and best place to talk boxing every single morning 6 a.m until we get tired basically or until guest cancels um but right now we are talking earl spence terrence crawford and we are taking calls if you want to call in and that's right we are having blue blood today and then on saturday we'll be joined by the spit bucket podcast uh, Carrie, is it Bradshaw? I'm, I'm sure you guys know him. He's from Texas. Okay. Yeah, he's a very good guy. You know, he had me on his show many, many years ago in Texas. So and he had a, a beautiful studio. We got some callers, but we also have a guest in the green room. Oh. oh yeah, in that green room? In that let's, green room. Who's there? Let's, let's check it out. Yeah, let's check it out. Can we see over there? What's going on over there? Let's go. Let's okay. go. Let's go. Oh, is this my, my guy from uh, Belize? It's my guy from Belize. I seen sparring the other day. Okay. Oh, yes, it is. Come on, Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. How you doing, brother? Nice to meet you, bro. Nice to meet you. Yo, so you're not Latino then. Belize is in a Latin country. What is that? Yeah, it's um like a Central American. Central American. And Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Big babies from Belize. You believe that? Right, right. You believe it, though? Uh... <laughs> I guess I have to. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm not going to deny well, it. Why you ask him if he believe it? I mean, because I never heard of Big Baby being from Belize until he got the AJ fight. Mm, okay. So, okay. Because I was going to say, I thought you were saying that it ain't no black people in Belize. Crazy, man. Like, crazy. My dad's from DR. Uh, like, you know, there's, there's dark-skinned Cubans, dark-skinned Puerto Ricans, dark-skinned Costa no, Ricans. Look at Hannah Gabriel. She's Costa Rican. Everything, everything. You know? But uh, what's your name, Chan? Uh, my name is Amir. Redun. Amir? Yeah. 
Uh, what's the last name? Rodon. R-U-D-O-N. And you're from Belize. Right, correct. Born Living and, and born. <laughs> yeah. What brings you to Las Vegas? Well, um, I've been boxing for eight years. Mm. And boxing is a bit underdeveloped in Belize, of course. But uh, I got a dream for the sport. I love the sport. And I just wanted to come to Las Vegas to gain as much knowledge and experience as possible. That accent sounds very Jamaican. No? We get that a lot. We get that a lot. For real? I hear like, wow. Okay. That was interesting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So talk to us. Obviously, with Belize being an underdeveloped boxing country, how many amateur fights were you able to get out there? What's the amateur uh, record. You know, record like? And just, just your history, your background in, in the amateurs. Well, um, I didn't get much activity in the amateurs. I only had like five amateur fights. Oh, wow. And one of them was an exhibition. So if you count that, that would be six. Mm. Yeah, we didn't get much activity. And then um, there was a guy that was getting the commission from Cancun, Mexico, to host um, professional events in the country. So since there wasn't much amateur activity, I just wanted to still grow and soak, soak up knowledge and experience. So then I decided to turn pro. And then I got three professional fights thus far, um, three wins. Four rounders, though. Okay. And w so when was the last one? Uh, 2019. 2019. Okay. Because I'm seeing two on Rec. Right. Um. The my my or my pro debut, they didn't put that up because I I'm guessing they try to keep that guy undefeated. Oh wow. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you're really three and no box work is showing two. But regardless, you've been out of the ring for three years. And where was that fight, by the way? Because that's something the, the commission has to do. Those were in Belize. Mm. So wow. so you've been out of the ring three years now. Uh talk to us. How, I mean I, so so Obviously, we met you because of Gabriel Flores Jr. and Sr. You connected with him, and, and they brought you out, or you came out. How'd that happen? Did you DM him? What's going on? How'd you get from Belize to America, let alone uh, Las Vegas, and then end up with the Floreses? Well, um, first off, shout out to the Flores, mm -hmm. you know, Pops and Jr. Um, much love to them. I appreciate them so much. Um well, the journey to Las Vegas all started when I had to apply for a U.S. visa back in Belize, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to save save up some cash. How much is that? Uh, 320 Belize, so that's divided by two. So that's like one... 60? Yeah, because the currency is two to one, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had to schedule an appointment and went in for the interview. I got approved for 10 years, so oh, thankful wow. for that. Very amazing. So then... Um, as soon as I got that in my hands, I started saving. So I went and applied for a job. And it was a bit... A job in Belize. Yeah, in Belize. And then I saved. Uh, what did you start doing for it, work? Uh, I worked in customer care for a call center, a BPO. But it was very, very so stressful. it was a remote call center that answered calls for America, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Good pay? Uh in Belize, I guess you could call it that. Mm -hmm. um, it was about like... That's what they do in, in the Dominican Republic, which is a third world country. Mm -hmm. They have a shitload of call centers and charge 
you know, they pay the Dominican rate. Shit, I mean, we're looking for virtual assistants, and we have there's there's literally a website where you could only find Philippine virtual assistants because you could pay them as little as three dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It's similar to Belize because um, it's like we would get paid, I guess, like five US an hour, so that's ten Belize dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, with maybe a couple more dollars as bonus. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but the, the job. And how long did it take you to save what you needed to get here? Well, um, I worked for like three months and then I quit because it was too stressful and mentally it was. What, where, me. what, what, where, where did stress come from? The phone calls itself? Well, actually, um, I was doing live chats, three chats at a time. Mm. So it was like three conversations. Yeah, and you gotta be dealing with three customers' accounts. So it was like a customer has this issue, you gotta be dealing with it. Another customer has another issue you got to be dealing with. And then the supervisors would be pressing on us like, you need to get off that chat. But we can't just end a chat, right? If the customer has another issue after another, it goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. And um, the customers actually grade you after every Call. every chat, mm-hmm. right? And if, if a customer didn't get what he or she wanted, then they would fail us. Mm-hmm. And then the supervisors would try to penalize us. And, it wasn't worth it. So I, I quit without even raising much money, but um, I then went ahead and trained people for boxing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I started working with clients and that's where majority of the cash came from for the trip. Okay. And then um, I came with my girlfriend and my best friend from Belize. And when we reached, uh, I DM Coach Wait, Z. wait, 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 wait. Your best friend came with you. Yeah. What does he do? Um, he Did you guys get together and say, look, I'm going to America. You want to come with me? Let's start saving. Did he know? Did he have a head start yeah, like you? Yeah, we all did. Um, so Because I, started... I seen him on the corner. Does he play a role? Is he a coach? Or you just let him hang with you? Like, what's really his role now? Well, um, like, we all have, like, many different roles. It's not, like, just one because... Um, like I ain't got no manager, I ain't got no coach. Like, mm-hmm. so like he would normally like assist me with training. Like for example, like probably I would use a punch counter. Like you know, um, he would if there's something I need him to work on the pads. Like I would show him a video and like you know, and mm-hmm. we would work that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he he had <clears throat> he had noticed. So we all began working. Me. Him and my girl, right? And y'all all got approved for a visa. Yeah, they they already had and already came to the U.S. This is my first time. To oh the US. wow! Yeah, so like it was crazy. Scene. So wait, are they brother and sister? Nah, oh. we all met in high school. They okay. they met in the first year of high school, and then I met both of them in the second year of high school. Mm. Shout out to you, man! You got some how, hustlers. How, how do so you- what are you guys in a B and B here? You rented an apartment, the Link Hotel. You in the hotel? Man, you better find a B&B or a fucking apartment. How long are you going to stay in the hotel? Well, I'm leaving on Saturday. but You I, going back I plan, to Belize? Yeah, but... Why? I got to go save more and come back. Nah, champ. What the fuck you mean you're going to spend five, $600 to fly back U.S. to get a job that is $5 U.S. to come back? You sound crazy. You got to stay here and get a job here. 
You got a work visa for 10 years. You could get a job here or no? Well, I, I Is that a tourist I'm not visa? Sure. Yeah, it's a tourist visa. It's not a work visa. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, you got to find out about that. Yeah, so I got to work on that. But even though everyone listens to this show, you can still be a personal trainer here. Think about it. You're going to go all the way back to get $5 an hour. You might as well charge someone $5 an hour here. Don't or go back. Probably could get more than that. Of course. I'm just telling him yeah. simple math. No, like, for sure. Don't go back. You're wasting money going back. I mean, obviously, I don't know your situation, but I'm pretty sure you sound like a hustler. My chat sees you as a hustler. You could get to work right now and make some money uh, versus how much is a ticket to go back? Did you have a round trip or you got to buy one way? Yeah, I had a round trip. Oh, so it's paid for already. Yeah. Fuck. But how much was that ticket? Uh, Probably like, Mm, probably like 500 US. round trip yeah US yeah that's what I'm saying I hit it on the nose it's a waste of money but I, I get you man hopefully you do make it back and, and, and when you do come back you can uh, what is it Uh, indeed man can, does that work over there for US jobs over there so like he could start looking for US jobs oh I don't know well while know. you're here download indeed baby you might find a job before your flight man <laughs> thank you for that Indeed, uh, what else is there, George? What else is there that he can... Uh, no, Indeed's like the number one, right? Number one, okay, yeah. Um, but I always just... You gotta <laughs> Yo, look, my man place. said I could give him five right now. I'm telling you, it's easier over here, bro. It's easier. But uh, damn, so when you go back... Um, Saturday morning. So, so what? The, what did the Flores say? Did they? Did they say come back? Did they want you to come back? Um, I haven't heard that from them as yet but mm. um much love to them they've gave me a lot of advice mm -hmm. and you know so when you when you came it's not because gabriel senior said come you got here and and reached out yeah i okay. reached out and asked to um see junior work like could i come and watch him train or you know and then he said come by at top rank and i i i wanted to visit top rank on my on my visit you know mm -hmm. so when he said that it was like truly a blessing like yeah in top rank you see it's two rings right fun fact in belize there's like only two rings mm. in the world <laughs> in, i mean in, 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 in the, the country? country yeah it's oh wow like two rings so seeing it like live in the flesh i've seen you guys on youtube so oh seeing nice you guys live in the flesh it's why you ain't come blessing. up to us i had to come up to you you was I all focused I, I didn't see you guys when you came into the gym like oh. that yeah i was getting ready i think yeah, we saw you spar, and then uh, well, the end yeah, of it. Yeah, you did good. And then uh, obviously saw you working on the bag, and saw Gabe, you know, mm -hmm. giving you some pointers. So you know, for you, so going to top rank, what was that like? Because you said you had it on uh, your bucket list, if you will. So what was that experience like? It was truly a wonderful experience. Just um, well, I back home in Belize, I don't train in the gym. I train in my yard. No, I'm looking. Give me some screen shares. This is crazy. It looks like the Dominican Republic. So, um, I actually hang a tire bag under my tree. That's where, you know, I train. So, being in a gym was, like, truly a blessing, you know? Yeah. Wait, um, you went to Mustafa's or nah, you're copying nah, the drill? I, I was copying the drill, right? Damn, so you're teaching yourself. Yeah, because... Man, I, I God bless you, man. I, I fucking hope God blesses you, bro. You're, you. you're trying, man. This is what I'm talking about. People need to fucking try. Damn, yo, Mustafa would talk to you, too. Yeah. Mus you reached out? Yeah, I actually did my girl book a one-hour um, Zoom 
session with Mustafa. Get out of here. One time. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Shout out to Mustafa. Okay, look at you doing full extension pull-ups there. Danny ain't doing those. Yeah, my dad helped me make that. Yeah, that's in so, the yard. So your whole family uh, back in Belize supports, obviously. Oh, your, shit. Look at the caption. Boxing. Wait, wait. Where'd it go? That was a pretty cool caption. Look. No coach, no gym, no sponsors, but I have faith and work ethic. Shout out to you, champ. And Mustafa commented as well. I think he said that's all you need. <laughs> no, and he liked it, man. Shout out to you. I love Mustafa. Uh, but yeah, look at these. Yo, wow, you're really out here training yourself, champ. I mean, that's all you need in boxing, baby, is a dream and, and, and good work ethic. You know? And obviously, uh, you got a good... You know, team of people around you, you mm -hmm. know, for your best friend and your girl to come, you know, obviously in support of you. And, and this is your best friend doing the pads? He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's learning, man. That's actually a fitness gym. That's not a boxing gym, you know. Mm -hmm. But we just try to get it in. Like, you know, if it for rains, sure. we still trying to train. No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's, That's what's good. up, man. Do you have do you have like a time in mind? Like, I would like to return to Las Vegas in this month. Um, you know they're saying October is uh might be Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. That might be a great month. To yo, return. where is this? This looks amazing. Is this a fucking resort yeah, or your backyard? That was a uh, Swan Villa, uh, uh, um, like a resort. Yeah. Nice. Is that that's in Belize? Yeah. That's beautiful. It is. Yeah. I never been to Belize. That thing looks amazing though. We went there like three times. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it looks beautiful. So wait, so so it's two to one. That's not as good as DR, but that's still better than Yo, everywhere else. Yo, but you're like, I, you kill me when you when you, yeah, when and, you talk and, and, and I'm killing you because you never been. When we go, no, you're no, gonna no, be no. like, "Yo, I get it." No, bro, because like, have you been a DR from over there? No, no. never traveled to blue, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we go to like I go to Mexico. Out there, you get twenty pesos for one dollar. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Your dollar Coke is now twenty pesos. So it's really the same. It's really not, the same not crap. In DR. Not in DR. Like, for me, even in Mexico, bro, like, I'll notice a little bit of difference. But So, listen, like, in DR, bro, like, people legit make, like, I don't know, $600 maybe a month? You I can see saying? that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, so it's hard to really inflate when, when you know, they won't be able to buy. Mm-hmm. So, they some some things are gonna be expensive, but believe you me, we will have steak dinners every day for the price of like a McDonald's cheeseburger number two or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I'm talking real food. You know, rice beans, all that great avocado, lemonade. You, you know, McDonald's is expensive. overlooking the fucking water. McDonald's is expensive this day, and let me You're right. Let me remind but not you, a number two. The number That's two still like an eight dollar no, meal. The number two is two cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. So it's extra expensive. But champ, uh, you know, just talk to us about now that you've came to Vegas, right? Your first trip, because you said it's your first time, so your first trip's almost over. <coughs> What has been the biggest learning experience that you have uh, gained from this trip? Uh, just to keep working hard. Mm -hmm. Keep working hard and um, I'll go back and try to work more on my jab. That's my favorite punch. And more on my strength and conditioning and just keep working hard, keep working hard and keep 
having faith and to definitely return like here is a place to be did you come out here and maybe learn something about yourself maybe you learned that you're not as good at doing something as you thought or maybe you're better at one particular thing than you thought or you realize you belong yeah i, I think i definitely belong i just gotta work <coughs> a little harder and you know everyone has to improve in certain areas like um what i need to improve in is definitely my physical strength you know so i gotta keep working on that and just physical strength so you mean in the clinch you found yourself not being as strong as you wanted to you found people muscling you around uh not really that but like um i'm guessing like really um throwing my punches harder and mm. stuff like that so you realize they fighting out here and sparring they're not pity patting yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean like, like but you hits, did well i didn't even see you yeah, you wasn't you, ain't, you did well the hits i wasn't like you know like damaging but like you trying to work on yours so it could be damaging to them mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. what's your weight you well 30 um, in, in belize i i fought at 30 once and then 35. you look thinner though yeah you think you could eventually drop yeah, especially in make, vegas yeah I, I think i can make 30. like yeah. that's what coach g said that i that i should try to make 30. bro and and, and Lil g is big he yeah. moved up to 35 so you know he's not even did he move up to 35 or 30? No, 35. no, no. He moved to 35 from 30. Yeah, so you know he when you're sparring him, he's not 30. I mean, he's not 35, you know. He's yeah. at least 40, 40, 50. I don't right, know. Right, if not more. So, no, that's great, champ. I'm glad that we got the opportunity to not just meet you, but see you work. Hey, we thought it was over, man. We had some uh, technical difficulties uh, with the stream. Seems Belize did not like the way we were speaking of their they country. Didn't. They didn't. And uh, they reached out to Sticky Paws and said, mm -mm, no more, but we're back. And uh, live with Amir Rudon. All right, did I say that right? Uh, you can say Rudan. All right. If you roll it down, that's cool. So what is it, Rudan? Yeah, Rudan. Okay. Rudan. And uh, we do have a cash app for you guys. His girlfriend has a U.S. cash app. So if you want to support... You can definitely uh, send that to his girlfriend at dollars. Let me get a screen share. Zoom in on that, Ness, please. More than that? Yeah, just so. There we go. In case people are watching on their phone, they, they're able to see it. So it's very simple. Dollar sign. A-L-L-Y-W-G-N. A-L-L-Y-W-G-N. Don't forget the dollar sign in front of it. Um, we do appreciate those. Every dollar counts. Every dollar counts. And obviously, you know, this is just a fighter trying to make his way. Mm -hmm. um, going through those sacrifices that many fighters have to go through just to get an opportunity. So any way you guys can help and any way we can help, um, you know, please support. Once again, dollar sign A-L-L-Y. <laughs> Why WGN? They said, yo, Ness called it a communist country and the stream went down. <laughs> yo, I just didn't understand why they're not allowing so many things that work greatly for others to work over there, bro. Um, but it did give us an opportunity to meet your best friend who uh, plays a certain role as a trainer and your girlfriend. And, uh, you know, at least I got to tell them. Uh, that I think that they're wonderful people for making this journey and helping you with your dream, man. Now it's just up to you uh, to put in the work. Look, someone there says, D. Mossy sending 
now some cash. Shout out to you. And Thank then, you. yeah, everybody's saying every dollar counts. No, definitely. It does, guys. man. If a million of you send a dollar, my man, is, he ain't even going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> my man's going to uh, move to Texas with his girl. Yo, a million. And have like six kids. Not really, because a million American is two million in Belize. Right. So he might go back and buy that little resort he was at. <laughs> So we're going to get him into Bones Adams today. I'm waiting for Bones to hit me back. Uh, he was up early, hitting me up early. Look. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, and we'll get you in there, even though today's not sparring. But they probably, you know, you're one Sean. Sean, bro. Yeah, but Sean sparred yesterday. Yeah, he did spar yesterday. But I'm sure just being able to get some work and whatnot, anything would be appreciated. And as- to work with another U.S.-based coach, you know, uh, pick up some uh, stuff, soak in some things. A former world champion. Yeah, you know, former yeah. world champion. He'll so. be on the show tonight. Bones Adams will be on the show tonight. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really cool with Bones because it's a private gym and you just never know who's going to walk in. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, you- Stitch Duran walked in. Yeah, we were there uh, maybe a couple months ago. Larry Holmes was in there. Wow. You know, so it's a, it's going to be great, man. And we're going to get you in there. That baller that uh, I don't know yeah, nothing about. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, oh. NBA uh, star. He was in there getting some work in. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely going to get you in there so you could get some work. Uh, before you head back home, man, before you head back home, we do appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, hopefully you could get your clientele up here and are able to stay up here and get some fights, get back in the ring. And, you know, because obviously you came here, boxing is so much bigger here. And the but op- I, the I opportunities are going to be here. If your girl lives in Texas or back and forth, why not just stay in Texas with her? Uh, she, She's she, lived with family over yeah, there? Uh, no yeah. room, no room. I get it. It's tough, man. It's tough. So people are asking again, that's how they can send him money. You mind pulling that cash app back up? Absolutely. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There we go. Once again, it is dollar sign A double L Y. Make sure Allie tells us who's sent money so that we can give a shout out to whoever has sent some money live and obviously thank them for looking out. Uh, Brandon, I'm waiting for you to send me the post because I don't have it. And unless there may not be one. So what would you say is so, uh, your most memorable moment from this trip? What's your most memorable moment? Uh, my most memorable moment would be working with G-Squad, like being in there with him. And, of course, he's on his way to the top. You know, so just looking at him, learning from him, you know, like live in the flesh, no more from an Instagram story or YouTube videos, because that's all it's ever been for me. It's just your screen. Wow. So you never had an official trainer? Well, when I started boxing for like maybe the first couple of years, I had a trainer, but uh, he preferred like heavy hitters. So me and my brother started at the same time and he preferred working with my brother than I. Mm-hmm. So I would just um, look on from the side. And after that, um, he was starting to catch like heart attacks because of his age, and he didn't come to the gym as much. But I still wanted to continue, so I just kept on looking for information on YouTube, and you know. See, I told you, you balling, man. You need to stay here. Trey, 
uh, Deramas, I don't know, Deramas, but we'll go with Trey, sent you a fat $25. Thank you, thank mm. you for that. Then you got Bashir sent you five, Ali sent you five, Must Be sent you five, and D Mossy sent you ten. Thank you, guys. So that's a that's practically almost another stay. If you pick the right hotel, that's a whole day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, shout out to our listeners and our audience that is supporting and 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 and, and you know being able to contribute to this man's journey. Um, it is a wonderful story. I'm going to have to talk to Coach now to see what he thinks, man. See, he's like, hey, man, we had that guy on. What you really think about him? See what he thinks, man, if you if you got the skills. Because heart and determination you've clearly have shown, man, to come across country and try to make this dream a reality. Um, there is no post. Countries. There is no post for him, so... Okay. Uh, we might have to end it if you don't have any other questions because no, those are all mine. No, I just want to uh, once again remind everybody. Uh-oh, of we got that, another cash app came the, through. Of that super chat, it is dollar sign A-double-L-Y-W-G-N. And it's also in the chat. And on the screen. And on the screen. And you just received another $5 from Blount. Uh-oh, looks like you might have got another $25 from Davidian. God bless you, Davidian. That's all, Shout out to Davidian. all the way in Buffalo Falls. Shout out to Davidian. You guys are amazing, man. You guys are truly amazing. I love the way you guys step up, man. Um, and, and, and you know, God is going to bless you 10 times, bro. Because, uh, you know, it's always good to do good for someone else other than yourself. But Absolutely. please give out your social media for anybody who isn't following. You can do so and, 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 and be on your journey. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Mir, M-I-R, underscore zero two. Or on Facebook at Amir C. Rudan. So that's King underscore Mr. underscore zero two. And on Facebook at Amir C. Rudan. Rudan. All right, Amir, man. Thank well, you, I, I'm so happy you were able to stop by. Uh, I'm so happy you were able to give our audience your story, man. Uh it's, uh, you know, this sport is established for, you know, the blue collar guy, you know, Absolutely. and that's that's what exactly what you are. You're showing it that by any means necessary, you you want to try and accomplish your dream. And uh, the boxing voice will be behind you 100 um, percent. So, yeah, we hope you do make it back. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who um, cash at me. You know, I truly appreciate it. It means a lot. It means everything. Thank you to you guys for Uh-oh. having me. Another one, champ. You about to get rich over here. $10 from Yaya, a girl who loves boxing. I love when our 7% step up because we got, you know, it's usually a male-dominated sport, but we do have women that listen. So shout out to her. I think we got another one, too, uh, based off of Chuck's comment. But no, man, uh, definitely Oh, happy. shit. Someone sent a 50? What the fuck? Yeah, that, that's... Okay. That Chuck, Chuck sent $50. American. Damn. And then uh, that then the one that I seen, which was 10 from Yaya. Man, shout out to everybody. Keep yeah, supporting. Man. We do appreciate it. That's what this oh, is about. It's not gonna stop. The voice of the people. There is no George equal. sent ten dollars for your next fight. Shout out Thank Jay you. Miller sent twenty. Good luck, champ. 
you balling. See, Thank extend that man, trip, man. Blessings, bro. It's blessings, and we can't wait to have you back, bro. Yeah, so. man. We gonna we gonna we gonna try and get him some work. Look at Chuck right there. That's crazy. Chuck just said, "I have a three bedroom house in McKinney, Texas. He can stay with me." Wow. I appreciate that. Shout out to Chuck, man. Uh oh, you got another one. Five dollars more from Antonio. They no, loving man. you. They loving you, champ. This is what boxing is about, man. It's uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an inner city sport. It's a blue collar sport. It's it's made for it, you know it's opportunity. Really, it's it's really, to give you opportunity when you think you just can't do anything. Fighting will get you to that next level. When you know our audience is showing you that uh, you can if you just continue to try. We're gonna go ahead and end to take this picture with him, and. Uh, we will be right back. Let me see. Are we up to date on all the super chats? Actually, go ahead and start, and I'll catch up on these super chats. All right, champ. Um, but we are here with last stopped off, I believe, on uh, Daniel McKenzie says, imagine if they would have waved off the fight after the second time Fury got dropped. And then uh, tell Ray... Tell Ray says, my guy, Greg, the best trainer in the world, best boxing mind in the world. United 46 uh, from the UK, $2 super chat or two pounds. He says, Steve, they agreed yesterday was Wednesday. Laugh out loud. Yeah, man. Steve played us. Steve played us. Thank God for Brian Custard that confirmed it is in October um, and that they have agreed. Uh, that is all the Super Chats I got in San Antonio. Oscar, what's up? Uh, what's up? So, they did agree to the fight in October? According to Brian Custer, yes. Cool, man. That's cool. Hey, uh, man, uh, not letting you go, but uh, you're starting to sound like that little boy from Troy, man. You know what I mean? Troy. Mexicans are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, remember? We said, hey, they're looking for you. And he's like, he's a big man, a very big man. I wouldn't fight him. It's starting to sound like that, bro. Because one thing Mexicans are, very terrible. And that dude wants to go and beat and fight people again, let him fight him. If he gets beat, he gets beat. If he gets knocked out, he gets knocked out. Which is, you know, this is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I wouldn't fight him. And that's what they're starting to sound like. That little boy from Troy, man. Remember mm. what Troy? Remember what he says after that? Achilles? What does he say after that? No clue, but you're gonna tell us. You say, and that's why you would never be remembered. Mm. That's it, man. Y'all have a good day. Shout out to my son, Fish Mercury's out there. Shout out to you. Thank you for calling in. Uh, we do appreciate it. And on Discord, looks like I got the one, the only King Born in here. Brooklyn Jew is coming through your town. Let's get to it. When you see old dirty bastards in a position like that, then you know that I'm getting ready to bust your. I love my TVV, comrades. Theboxingboys.com. Listen, man. What? 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 Goddamn slide crab. Goddamn sound shame. That's all I need, and I'm good. Real quick, shout out to Majid that also sent Fat $12 uh, 
to our Belize guests via Cash App. Shout out to our audience that truly steps up for uh, these young fighters. But King Born on Discord. What up? Unmute yourself, King. King Born going once. King Born going twice. King Born. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. You hear me, right? We don't yeah, hear yeah. you. We okay. don't hear you, Don't actually. you hear me, right? I actually don't. Listen, man. Listen. You heard? You I, there? I, I yeah, don't yeah. hear you. What? Nah, I'm here. What up? Listen, man. I love my TVB comrades. I love my TVB live chat comrades. Yo, Ness, man. Remember what up? three years ago, I got on this call. Said we never gonna get this fucking fight. Said we never gonna get it. They never gonna fight. Mm -hmm. I need the crow. I need the spinach and the salmon crow. You know what I mean? Crow meal. I can't believe it. It's hot. This butter. Unofficial, official, undisputed, pound for pound, number one boxer in the world. But versus goddamn Errol Spitz. All the Aquaman, all the Gordon Fishermen, all the fishermen, all the big fishermen around the world, y'all got your chance to fight this man. It is born. It's in October. It's in what? Your second hometown, third hometown, that's Las Vegas. Mm -hmm, Yo, mm -hmm. it's going to be civil war back here. Motherfuckers is going to go buck wild. I love it. I love it. I love it. We got to see who the undercard is. Yo, Ness, mm -hmm. I know you're going to be doing some wild shit with the, with everything promotion. Pro listen, listen, y'all, real quick. This is why I need to promote it at. I need it in New York. I need it in L.A. I need it in Atlanta. I need it in um, Dallas, Texas. I need it in goddamn Omaha, Nebraska. And I need it in the UK. Because them two dudes slayed all them UK are uh, supposed to be giants out there. You heard? So listen, man. That's what they need to do. They need to push this shit. It's four months away. We don't got the date. I'm hyped up. Get everybody get hyped up about this shit, man. And yo, next, you going to have Paul Adams on. That shit gonna be crazy tonight, man. Like I said, pump the fight up, pump the fight up, pump the fight up. Let's go. Love everybody. Peace. I'm at this delivery. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for calling in. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else on Discord, George? Nobody on Discord, but we got blog talk. Oh, do we? Whoa, whoa. All uh, right. So we got the George sanitation worker. And looks like we are going to the three one dose. Three one dose. Looking for is this unknown unknown in Chicago? Nope, nope, nope. This is uh yes. Who are you, sir? Hello on Black Talk. Hello on Black Talk. Just listening. Three one two eight two five. Going once. Going twice. All right. Hello. Hello. Yo, can y'all hear me? Yes. What's your name, brother? Yes. Yes. This is unknown. No. Chicago. Danny, what up, man? What up, boy? What's up? Shit, look, this is what I want. I just wanna 
say RIP to all the fallen soldiers in Chicago. A lot, a lot of crazy shit's been happening. But most importantly, um, man, y'all got Spence or y'all got Crawford? And is that fight done? Is it sealed and it's being delivered? Uh, it sounds that way, man. According to Brian Custard, it's happening in October. And uh, both men have agreed, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Another thing I like to kind of voice, this whole Canelo Triple G beef, bro. Look, I don't know. But to the boxing fans out there and to the two and to people who watched the first two fights, there ain't no beef. Canelo's the one talking all the shit. Canelo looks scared. Canelo don't look confident. And Triple G just cool as hell over there thinking about I'm gonna knock this motherfucker out. And I don't know, man. I think Canelo since that Bilbo loss, he got too much emotion. Yeah, he's gonna come out there mad and mean and try to knock dude's head off. But you can't knock Triple G's head off. Canelo couldn't knock Triple G's head off in what? How many minutes they have? Fifty minutes total, mm-hmm. both fights, or twenty-four minutes or whatever. Um, so man, I don't think Can- I think Canelo's losing it. I mean, he's a great Mexican fighter. I don't know if he's the best of all time. I think Julio Cesar. All right, champ, thank you for calling in. Obviously, we appreciate it. We do got a super chat from Ohio Runs Boxing that says, see ya in Las Vegas. Champ, you already know if you were coming to Vegas, DM me. But I think he saw my see us in Las Vegas because the fight will be happening in Las Vegas. But if you're coming to Las Vegas, hit me up so we could get you in studio. Ohio Runs Boxing, we'd love to have you. This Saturday, we're going to be having uh, Kerry Bradshaw from the Spit Bucket Podcast. Um, you guys know him from the Texas area. He covers Texas boxing a lot out that way. And, uh, yeah, man, he's going to be joining us with his co-host on the show on Saturday. And uh, we're going to be having some good old boxing talk. You know him as Mr. I. O T B A. Oh, I was scrolling through my articles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I bro, I used to watch because you know he had the end with Earl, so I used to watch all his shit on Facebook mm-hmm. of all places. He had a big group on Facebook once upon a time. I don't know what happened, but he's been doing his thing for a long time. Yeah, I just saw him uh, last night. He was on a uh, on Nike show. Oh, there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Making the rounds. Whoa. So this must be it. Nika was wearing a ski mask? What the fuck? Show this. Nika's crazy. Oh, uh, that must have been later. I ain't see that shit. What the fuck is going on here? The next best thing for you to do was look good. And that's what you did. So Nika. You, you're over here crying to the people and trying to do that sob story. What is Jake Donovan doing on here? Hold on. And tell the people and realize that I have to not be biased. No, that's a whole bunch of bullshit. You you got shunned by Team Spence, and then you started dick riding. Oh, yo, what the fuck was going on on Nika show? It's levels to this debating shit. Fucking with me at knockouts with Nika tried though. Everyone watch her shoot birdie all in her feeling. <laughs> yo, he must have came back with a rebuttal. If if I was Dick riding Team Crawford, they they wouldn't have had to pay to get in our event. 
each one of them motherfuckers had to buy an NFT to get in that goddamn event. They wouldn't have got in there. Excuse me, I said, let me talk. Jesus Christ. I apologize, sir. I know this is the Me Too season, but let me talk. The Me Too season. Oh, yo, the fact that she got the motherfucking mask on. What is up with that? <laughs> yo. $2 super chat coming in from Mike Henry saying... Sup, fellas? I'll be out there for Spence Crawford. What up, Mike? Let's we'll, do it. We'll be here. Hey, too. that's Mike Henry, the barbecue man, man. What up, Mike? We, we I told you, we, you got to do our uh, event, man. So hit me up. Text me, man. We got to get you to cater our event. Right now, we're at 149,481. Only you can help us grow. We trying to get to 150 before July. Fuck it. I said by the end of July, before. We want it before it's now. It's a double show. Now we, we want it before. Now we want Look, it before. Look, it's a double show, and we bought to go see Core. Core said we need the 150. We need the 150. So, so we bought to hit the road. We bought to go see Core. Only with the 150. We bought to judge. us down. Hold on. We bought to judge a fucking bikini competition at Wet Republic tomorrow, right? We bought to drive to Houston 20 hours mm-hmm. to go see the unified champion of the world himself. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. And as I say that, somebody unsubscribes. Y'all some fucking haters. Nah, that's crazy. Nah, nah, I'm out then. I'm out. Ringwalk Danny, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, yeah, Nesta Gibbs, TikTok, Nesta Gibbs, YouTube personal channel, The Boxing Voice on all platforms. Remember to follow us there so you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest. Our Instagram be popping. We always put the smaller news, even the bigger news. But, you know, things that can't become its own show, they're always on our Instagram. We're out.